Hi listeners, welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is David Goggins, giving you his thoughts on ignoring your mind. So often when we're chasing our goals, we let ourselves be defeated simply because we're competing with something that is irrelevant. David mentions that when he was 300 pounds, instead of focusing on losing 100 pounds, he celebrated the small wins along the way. He said this was what helped him keep going. Instead of worrying about hitting a crazy goal that other people would praise him for, he paced himself and focused on building his discipline and patience with small wins. Race against yourself and feel proud of your accomplishments. Stop comparing yourselves to others and focus on winning. Let's look at it this way. Rule number one to success is any step forward is an achievement. And rule number two is to focus on the next step in front of you. As usual, the link to the video is in the description. If you like today's episode or the podcast in general, leave us a review wherever you listen and enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The reason why we go back to old habits is because our goals are too lofty. We're not achieving our goals fast enough. So what happens is, you know what? Oh, man, we're very impatient nowadays. For me, it was good. I didn't have a phone. I I I was out of this world by myself. It was a race against David Goggins. It wasn't a race against, God, I'm going to look good for this person or that person. It was me. I got to change myself. So for me, if I lost five pounds in a week, I got a feeling. I allowed myself to feel proud of that. I didn't look at I got to lose 106 pounds. I'm like, man, I went from 297. Now I'm 292. In one week, man, I'm, I'm killing it. We don't. We're not proud of ourselves for the small accomplishments. What we need is we need this monstrosity of the thing to happen and say, ah, I did it. Nah, there's a process that you have to go through and patience is the process. And if we don't have patience after a week, I haven't lost 30 pounds and I'm done. I'm over it. So that's why I found out with people, man, they're not patient enough to realize and to enjoy the moment, not live in it, just enjoy it. There's no finish line in life, but enjoy that moment. Roger that, man. I lost five. Let me go 10 next week. So that's the whole thing about it. That's how people lose it. Our mind wants to protect us. The mind is like, honestly, it has a tactical advantage over us. It knows our deepest, darkest fears or insecurities. It knows where we start to feel, uh, we start getting that doubt creeping. It says, hey, man, you know what, man? Maybe this isn't good. Let's go back home to the wife. Let's go back home to the kids. This is not comfortable. So in that moment, the mind directs us. It's a protective mechanism. It saves us for doing bodily harm or, or it really saves us from discovering that the mind's like, I want to be in charge of you. I don't want you to be in charge of me. So it tells you, let's just stop right here. But once you start breaking through that barrier and start breaking down that governor, the governor that you've put in your mind, Because we forget we are in control. 
of our mind. We believe it's the other way around. No, we put in our minds what we should do, but we believe our mind is telling us, it's, it's giving us all this feedback. We have to reprogram it and tell us, no, 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 we're good. We're good, we got, it's, this sucks, but it's okay. A lot of us don't know of a whole nother world that exists. It's on the other side of suffering. Once you break these barriers that you have made for yourself, like the mind is the most powerful thing in the world. It is so amazing that I used to be a 300 pound guy and I thought that was it. Could barely read, could do anything. And now, that what was inside that person was this guy that's in front of you today. That's how scary the mind is. And that's what I started realizing through this journey is that once I got a taste of, wow, man, I haven't even cracked. I haven't even begun to crack what the mind is capable of. And what I started realizing is on the other end of suffering, that's the real growth of life because you realize how the mind processes shit. And I talk about another thing called theory and practice. A lot of people are theorists. They these smart guys that read these fucking books and shit, man, and they sit down and they tell you what the mind is supposed to do. And a lot of us listen to that shit. It becomes like, this is it, man. This, this old man who has been studying the mind forever, this is the cap that we have. By being a practitioner, I went out and realized a lot of these guys are so wrong, man. The mind has capabilities that are so unknown, and I found that through suffering. And there's a whole nother world on the other end of that. I was so afraid of myself that I had to figure out I became a master of my mind. People, when you're afraid of something, you have to master it. That's how you start to overcome it. So what I realized, when I get to that point where I want to quit everybody, they get to the point where they want to quit. This is what happens. The mind tells you, let's go home. Let's take a warm shower. Let's get some food. This is not right. This is that. If you cannot answer the questions at that moment, because your mind's going to start giving you all these questions, all these questions, and if you can't answer them, you're going to quit. What I realized when I was going through Bud's, Ranger School, all this 100-mile race, 200-mile races, pull-up records, my mind would come creeping in. Like when I was doing 4,030 pull-ups at, at, at 2,000 pull-ups and my hands were ripped <laughs> open, my mind said, look, brother, We've done all these other things. You've proven yourself. You're good. If I didn't have the answer to respond to my mind and say, why I'm here, why I'm doing this, you will always lose that fight. You have to have the response to what your mind is going to tell you. And another thing about that is self-talk. A lot of people have like these big four on mental toughness. All that shit is crap about self-talk, visualization. It's true. But the thing about self-talk and all these things, they ask me, what do you think about when you're on mile 100 of a 205-mile run? What are you thinking about when you realize you've run for 24 hours and you have 24 more hours to run and you have another 105 miles? What goes through your mind? What do you say to yourself? I want to know. A lot of people think self-talk works. It does. But it doesn't work without the suffering before your mind starts saying we need self-talk. So what I tell myself is I go back to the months and years of preparation to get to that day. And I'm telling myself the 3.30 in the morning 
and I'm looking at my shoes and I don't want to go out there and run 30 miles. I have to in that second, in that moment of this self-talk, my mind saying, you got to find more, you got to find more. I once again calm down, go back into my mind, in my cookie jar, I call it, and I have to reflect back on the shit I did to get here. And that becomes my self-talk. Self-talk does not work unless it is real. Most of us lie to ourselves in the self-talk. It doesn't work. It has to be real. It has to be something that you've done to make it really work. If you walk into any kind of event, whether it be physical or mental, if you walk in with already putting that block on your mind, if, man, this ain't going to happen, people go, how did you run 135 miles to death badness? How did you run 100 miles with no training? Because I went into it not thinking, I can't do this, man. I went into it with a strategy. I have an open-mindedness. So until your mind is open to the possibilities that I can do this, you would never be able to do it. Once the mind starts to believe it can be achieved, it then, only then, does it start to break down tactically how we can do this. Until then, you're gonna always lose. What do you want in your life? We have so much influence coming at us that we are so lost. We don't know what we want to do because we don't spend enough time with ourselves. You have to learn to shut off a phone, shut off a computer, shut off a TV. And it's okay to sit in a room by yourself in a chair and just think about you, where I want to be, where, where do I see myself tomorrow, the next year, the next year from that. And it takes a lot of self-discipline to be able to do that nowadays because you want to be so so attached to everything. You want to be so caught up with the world. The world's moving too fast. The world's moving so fast that you're trying to keep up to the point where you lose yourself in the world. So you have to take that time and go to that dark place in your mind and discover who you are.